Good morning, folks. It's uh, Friday, March 26th, 2021. I always want to say like Starlog or whatever they would do on Star Trek, which I didn't watch, but I always thought that was kind of a cool way to, to chronicle what's going on. Um, I want to talk this morning about what happened in Georgia yesterday, uh, which is the culmination of, I don't know, a couple hundred at least years of racism and um, power imbalances. I want to talk about that. Uh, and I want to first just lay out the, uh, how genuinely bad it is what's occurred. Um, and then I also want to talk about why we should be inspired and catalyzed by what's going on there. Um, it's always important to see the full story, the full package. Um, so this, you know, this, this podcast theme is the fight to vote. And we at Common Power have been working since, uh, late February to contact voters in Georgia, asking them to contact their state legislators to vote against a series of bills well into the couple dozens that were introduced by the Republican state legislature to make it harder to vote. And these bills came about because of the incredible turnout by, Af by African-American voters and Democrats generally in 2020. Um, and the fact that the state thus voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and then elected two new U.S. senators, which flipped the control of the Senate chamber to the Democrats. In response, the Republicans do what they always do, which is to make it harder to vote. And I just wait and hope for a day where I won't have that sentence in my repertoire, the sentence of Republicans do what they always do, make it harder to vote. I would, I just want so badly for us not to be in that position because it would be so good for our society. And we would truly be building a more just and inclusive society if Republicans, as one of our two major political parties, had the commitment to make it easier to vote, more accessible to vote. Uh, for everybody, but they've responded in trying to block the right to vote. And they set out to do it in three really main categories. So back in early January, when they convened the legislature, they set out to vote to block one automatic voter registration to remove it in Georgia. And it had been implemented in 2016, had registered hundreds of thousands of voters since then who are predominantly younger, a recent move, people move to Georgia who tend to come from more uh, uh, metropolitan areas around the country and are moving to an Atlanta or a Savannah um, uh, area. And those voters tend to vote more Democratic. So the Republicans set out to, to remove that, even though in 2016 they were in power when it got put into place, but now they don't like it. Second, they set out to remove no excuse absentee voting which is the, the system by which someone can say, I don't need an excuse to tell you that I would like a absentee ballot and I would like to receive it so I can vote from home and mail it in. Um, the, the Republicans could put that into place in 2005 when they were in political power because they've been in power for some time in the state. Um, and they've wanted it every year because it helps older voters who tend to vote more Republican but after last year, they decided, nope, got to get rid of that. 
So they set out to get rid of that. And third, they set out to get rid of um, or to diminish significantly early in-person voting. Georgia uh, actually has some of the very best uh, amounts of in-person early voting in the country. Three solid weeks of it. And they set out to remove several days, including weekend voting, when data show um, that African Americans turn out to vote at much higher numbers than during the week because they have jobs, they work, they're not able to make it during the week, uh, during like an eight to five window. Um, and so weekend voting is so very important to Democratic voters. Um, not only Democratic voters, Republicans still come out in large numbers, but Democrats spike on the weekends, particularly um, in the practice known as souls to the polls, where African-American church go, churchgoers go to a church on Sunday and then as a community go to vote together. What a wonderful, wonderful practice. And so the Republican legislature set out to remove those days. In fact, their initial attempt was to block um, weekend voting at all or to leave it to one Saturday um, per county. So starting in January, these are the three main things the Republicans set out to do. Over time, we were part of an ecosystem putting pressure on them to not do this. We, we were making calls four days a week into Georgia through our partner, Center for Common Ground, and our local partner, the Atlanta NAACP. We always worked through local partners, and they were the ones that had assisted us in developing our call list um, and our script. And, and who exactly to call and what to say. We have been calling since uh, late February with them uh, and have made hundreds and hundreds of calls and talked to voters. And every voter we talk to, we ask them, um, we're concerned about these bills. We're trying to stop them. Are you concerned? And if the voter says yes, we then say, would you be willing to call your state legislator who is as part of the technology that's been created, who, uh, we immediately know who it is based upon where their residence is. Um, and we have that residence information because it's part of the state voter rolls. We, we then say to the person, would you be willing to talk to them right now? And if they say yes, we patch them through to talk to the, the legislator or to talk to a staff member or to leave a message. And if they don't want to talk right now, we are able to text them information which gives them the phone number and what we'd encourage them to say. We've been doing that. It's been, I know, uh, meaningful because we've talked to a lot of voters and they are always determined to do this work. But we're just part of an ecosystem there around this, of trying to fight these bills. There's also been incredible leadership by, the, uh, by other organizations on the ground. New Georgia Project, Black Voters Matter, Asian, uh, Asian American, uh, Asian Americans advancing justice, a whole body of folks there fighting against these bills. And they have been lobbying. They've been staging public protests. They've been pushing the, the business industry there. They've run hundreds of thousands in advertising, advertisements. So after all of this, after all of this, the Georgia legislature, uh, moved away from some of their worst provisions and ended up with uh, uh, three main things in the bill that yesterday was passed within 
a couple hours was passed by the House, passed by the Senate, and then signed into law by the governor. And they did it very quickly when they did it because they don't, they know that this is bad news for them. And so they want to, they want to get it done. They want it done, but they don't want to take the blowback for it. The provisions that are in the bill, um, is an adding of voter ID for no excuse absentee voting. Um, so that when you mail back an absent, both request and mail back an absentee ballot, you have to provide your driver's license number or your voter um, registration number, which nobody knows the latter. So basically this means you have to pr- show your driver's license number. Already when you vote in person, in person in the state, you have to show an ID with the driver's license as the primary one. So this is adding the same voter ID that's in place for in person. Already there's voter ID checks on signature matches. When you mail back the ballot, it's already checked um, that in Georgia. But this adds voter ID with the driver's license. You know, that's not great, but it, it, it is not a brand new voter ID. It's already been something in place for in-person voting that is now being extended to absentee. Second, so, but, but on that point, no excuse absentee voting remains. It remains. Okay. That's the big picture to notice here. Second, and they're going to, they're going to put into place, um, greater legislative control over local election practices. This, this is a big deal. Um, it is, it is giving the state legislature the final say rather than the secretary of state who had this previously. Um, who they don't like because he's a Republican and he didn't bow to the president, uh, the then president. Um, they're going to put into place greater legislative control, Republican legislative control, of course, over local elections. Um, and this goes into effect before the next election. It looks like this is merely reactive, like they can respond to allegations, um, but not proactive. This is not good. This, uh, this opens the possibility for the overturning of election results. Um, here's how we beat this down the road is just, you, you flip the state legislature and that's not easily done in a gerrymandered environment, but it's not impossible. Okay. So this is a power move to, to lodge power over elections at the state legislative level. And that is now part of law because the governor has signed it into law. And then third, the, 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 the state is going to take the drop-off boxes that people can use for no excuse absentee voting where you don't go to a polling location. You just put it like in a, in the equivalent of a mailbox. Uh, it's, it's a ballot drop box. Um, they're going to take those and put those into secure locations, uh, which will by function be, uh, voting locations. They're going to put these in those places because they say that it's important to have a constant oversight of these, which will remove the times of day that you can drop these off. That will affect when you can drop off times for these locations, for these places. Um, and so that, that is further making it difficult for people to actually place their ballot into the voting pool. Um, those are the three biggies that come out in this bill. Uh, and they are significant. They are without a doubt voter suppression. And yesterday, um, uh, as the governor was signing this, Brian Kemp, uh, who was Donald Trump's handpicked person for governor in 2018, and he was secretary of state then, 
and he blocked the voter registrations of 53,000 Georgians just before the election who were predominantly um, or, la- uh, or more larger than you, larger than the population in terms of their African-American standing. Um, he blocked those votes, those registrations from being counted as part of the voting pool in 2018. So he is, he's not, he's not good on this stuff at all. He signed it into law yesterday, surrounded by um, other Republican officials, all, all of them, white men. And behind, uh, it's, they're at a long table, and he's sitting at the head of the table signing this, the photo, you can see it. And behind Kemp on the wall is a painting. It's a painting that actually is a painting of a slavery plantation in Georgia. It's a well-known plantation uh, in the history of Georgia. Um, and he signed this law into place with that, with those men around him, with that as the backdrop. While he was doing this, a Georgia Democratic legislator was knocking on the door outside of her, his chambers because she wanted to witness. She wanted to stand as a witness to this, um, in a, in a historical sense. Um, she was an African American woman, a woman. All of the men in the room were white men, and she was blocked from um, even knocking on the door by t- two Alabama, uh, yeah, there's a 40 slip with Alabama, uh, Georgia state police, and she was arrested. She was arrested. A Georgia Democratic legislator arrested for wanting to witness the signing of a bill. This is all terrible stuff. It's all terrible, and it's gained national attention as it should. It's Jim Crow updated but as Stacey Abrams um, and others have said it's worse than Jim Crow because in Jim Crow there was the acknowledgement by white segregationists that what they were doing was what they were doing there was no hiding of it there was the creation of segregation in this case there is the claims that this is not discriminatory it's not suppressive um, it's not racist in its intent there's the trying to to obscure a refusal to acknowledge the reality of it um so it's jim crow in a more seductive manipulative way this is all bad it's all bad people exercising their right to vote particularly people of color should not be met as they are time and time again with reactions to try to stop them from doing so They should not be met by making it harder for them to vote, by making them feel more excluded, by trying to create systems that that remove them from the process. But they are. And that's what's happened in Georgia and has already happened in Iowa um, in this election, uh, in this this year, where they passed the voter suppression bill that's been signed into law. And it's underway in Arizona. It's being pursued in Michigan and Pennsylvania in so many states. This is all bad. It's all bad. We can overcome all of it with passage of the HR1 and S1 bill in the U.S. Congress. And so I've talked about that on podcasts, and that's the work we're, we're doing. Yesterday's podcast was about some of the specifics that make HR1 and S1 so great. Here's the final piece of the story, though, which is that the Republicans set out, as I said, earlier in this podcast, to get rid of automatic voter registration, to get rid of no excuse absentee voting, and to 
cut back in-person early voting. They did not get rid of the, either of the first two, uh, automatic voter registration or no excuse absentee voting. They did not. And on the third item, this bill remarkably actually expands early in-person voting. It actually expands it. It now has two mandatory Saturdays in the weeks before the election and two optional Sundays. Before it had one, it had one mandatory Saturday and optional Sundays. Now it has two mandatory Saturdays and optional Sundays. And they did this because their argument, of course, is that people should be voting in person. And so to not provide something that made it easier for people to vote in person was to completely undermine their position and to have more early in-person voting in the week on the weekends um, is just good for democracy and it's also going to be good for the republican counties that they want to support but it's also going to be really really good for those who live in the metropolitan areas so remarkably in the midst of this incredible voter suppression we were able to push, 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 and we got an expansion of early in-person voting. Given everything that's involved in this bill, everything, I think that we need to take it as bad, but so much less bad than what it would have been and could have been and would have been, uh, what it would have, would have, would have, would have been had all of these people in the public not responded and mobilized. We, we did, and we will. And that person who got arrested yesterday, that Democratic legislator, um, she uh, has been released. She's charged with a felony. CNN and, and uh, is leading with that story today, this morning. Okay? This kind of national attention is just what we need national pressure it's just what we need so the reality is that the republicans passed the bill that gets them a little bit of what they want a little bit of what they want but not near what they wanted and they're suffering all of the political blowback for it not just for the little bit for, but for all of the worseness they set out to do something horrible and they're they're receiving criticisms for it. They're getting national negative attention for it. But they didn't get everything they wanted. They didn't even get close to everything they wanted. It's the worst political maneuver you can pull off. If you're going to receive all of the blowback and all of the pain, then you better get everything that you set out for. Because what happens in this situation is that Democrats get fired up and motivated. And they say, you know, F you. I am here to vote and overcome this. And so the Democrats come out of this with incredible focus, vision, mission, that small D Democrats who are Republicans look at this and they say, this is not right. This is not right. Not many of them, but a few of them say that. And they say, no, I can't get behind this. And so the Republicans get a little bit of what they want policy-wise, and they get all all of the negative that's bad 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 politics if you're a republican so you know two months ago if you'd have said that this is going to be the outcome in georgia 
and I looked at what they were going for, I just said, I'll take it in a heartbeat. I'll take it in a heartbeat. Okay. Of course, I'd prefer none of this, but I'll take it in a heartbeat. We mobilize folks. We are part of a massive coalition, thousands of people doing this work. And we got this done this way. And we moved something from horrible, 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 three horribles to bad. In life, sometimes that's the best you can do. And the, the, the Republicans, they get something that's bad, but they get the horrible, horrible, horrible negative implications of it for them. Folks, we take that. We take that and we move on. And we continue to push in the Congress and in other states. So that's this morning's Friday, March 26th, 2021. May we be strong and focused.